Hey, it's episode 81 of Motherhood in Hollywood. Today, we're going to be breaking down all things Hollywood and politics. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about the sponsor of Motherhood in Hollywood. That's Olin Organic. Go to olinorganic.com to find out more about this amazing company. All of the clothes designed for Olin Organic were designed by two moms from the fashion industry. And I'll tell you guys, I have several of the pieces from their collection here. And these clothes for kids and babies are just beautiful. They're modern, they're unisex designs that are very playful, but they're not babyish, which as you know, a lot of kids clothes can kind of lean that way. But what's great about Olin Organic is that they use 100% certified organic cotton, which is way better for your baby and the environment. If you want to check out these carefully designed clothes that have soft seams, printed labels, and nickel-free snaps, go to olinorganic.com. And whenever you find what you want to buy, make sure you type in MIH10 at checkout and you'll get an extra 10% off your order. What? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Go to olinorganic.com right now and find out how you can get your kids in better, safer, softer clothes. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. It's episode 81 of Motherhood in Hollywood. Um, We are... There's been a lot happening around Hollywood these days. And that's what we're going to sort of delve into this week. And before we get into that, though, I want to take just a minute and thank everybody who's listening to the show. If you've just found Motherhood in Hollywood on Blog Talk Radio, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Take a minute to subscribe to my channel so you don't miss any of the episodes. And also, if you're just finding the show, whether it's on my website or um, some wonderful person told you about it, please take a minute and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review if you would, please. It makes a huge difference in the ranking of our show and the success of, I say our show, my show. It's my show. Um, The success of my show. So thank you guys so much for your support. I appreciate it. Speaking of support, if you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, it's Motherhood in Hollywood. A lot of great things happening over there. I share a lot of my life and my day-to-day world Uh, with everybody there. And also on Facebook, I'm going to be ramping up the Facebook lives this year. I'm going to be doing a lot more giveaways on Facebook live. I'm going to be hopefully interacting with you guys and getting guest ideas and suggestions over there. And also really just talking about more hot topics and things that are happening in the world um, day to day, week to week, what have you. And uh, also on Twitter at MIH Podcast. I want to give a couple of mom mentions real quick. Um, Sean Lowlife. Hey, buddy. What's up? Sean underscore Lowlife. Thanks for following me on Twitter. Um, At Mommy Broadcast. Thank you for following me. Puff Puff Paws. Um, That's adorable screen handle. Thank you for following me. And also um, Ask Dr. Underscore Jen. Ask Dr. Jen. Dr. Jen Trachtenberg. Thank you so much for following me on Twitter. If you guys have any guest suggestions or um, you just want to say hi, feel free to tweet at me or you can, of course, drop me a note on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Okay. So I want to get right into the topic today because my guest is here patiently waiting. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, My husband, Chris, is here with me today and I'm excited. I've been looking forward to doing this episode because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, I realize 
I want to start doing more episodes with you. Yeah. As my guest, because I'm like, it's a lot less work for me. I mean, commute is so easy for <laughs> the me. Commu- well, it's a lot less work for me because I don't have to hustle to try to find guests. True, true. It's really just <laughs> pure laziness, 100%. I don't have no to. No one's taking my calls. Chris. Yeah, Chris. How dare you? People take my calls. <laughs> how dare you? Hold the mic up to your face or I'm going to have to kill you. Um, I uh, realized that. I was like, I also just like talking to you. Yeah. I feel like we get so caught up in the day-to-day life of being parents and your work and my podcast and everything that we just don't often get to just sit down and have conversations like grown-ups. There's not much face-to-face time sometimes it feels like. Right. Right. When we do get to sit down and talk, we end up watching some horrible sci-fi show that you've picked uh, on on the TV. And um, so this is nice. Mm -hmm. I am excited that you're here. Me too. What are you working on? (laughs) This and that. What shows do you have coming out? I got some projects in the works. Hmm. Um, Well, I'm sure they're amazing. They are. Thank you for being on my show. Of course. So I didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. Um, But mostly, (laughs) thank you for getting the Mark West Pinot Noir. Uh, Of course. If anyone is wondering, the Brookers, we we like our wine. We probably drink way too much wine. But we have a go-to wine and our favorite wine. They're not a sponsor of the show. We're not getting anything from this. We're just passing along a little tidbit. Is Mark West Pinot Noir. Delicious. We have been fans of this Pinot Noir for like, what, 10 years? Probably? About, about. Yeah, yeah, since I threw up on the side of your car. Yes. Yeah, remember that? Times. We found this ah, place. Pasadena. Yes. <laughs> we found this place in Pasadena that was like a wine bar. And we went. It was the first place we tried Mark West. And we were like chugging the Mark West like it was... We were at a keg party, and we also were eating like meat and cheese was, yeah. charcuterie while we were there. It was a terrible experience. We were, we were I got a little <laughs> drunk, and I, we were like, "We should go." And we get in the car, and I just remember sitting in Chris's car, going, "I'm gonna barf." Yep. And then I did. And you did right <laughs> down the side of my car. She, to be fair, she she kept it outside. It went down the outside of my car. Nothing was on the inside, so she was at least you know courteous in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always thinking of you. I know, of course. When I'm vomiting. When you're when you're throwing up. So anyway, we've been fans of Mark West. I'm amazed that I can still drink Mark West to this day. But I was like, that was a good wine. It still is. It's a treasure and a delight. So that's what we're drinking right now. So this um, this episode could get a little dicey later, or slurry. Slurry, probably more than anything. <laughs> it could get a little slurry. <laughs> so anyway, what the fuck were you talking about? So we're talking about today um, Hollywood and politics. Yes. And um, I want to talk about this because, one, it's timely. I'm all about being timely. (laughs) Not at all. All my podcasts are evergreen. (laughs) You can listen to them anytime. But mostly because I just covered the Golden Globes last weekend. Meryl Streep had that magnanimous speech. Um, You know, this, first of all, let me preface all of this by saying, no matter what your politics are, if you're a Trump fan... Who are you and why are you doing that? But also, if you're, you know, Clinton fan, saying if you're still pulling for Bernie, God bless you. This is open for everybody. This is really a topic more I'm curious about to see what the future Hollywood or um, politics influence on Hollywood, the future of right Hollywood, the entertainment business. When you have somebody in office who is so divisive, um. So that's kind of what this is all about. I mean, Meryl Streep's speech was beautiful. If you missed it, um, she talked about uh, when Donald Trump made fun of a handicapped reporter who, um, you know, it was it was a really mean thing that he did. Which he flatly denied. But, he denied but, the, but the proof is like on 
camera, which right. is on video you of see him, him actually doing this. Fun of this man. Ridiculous. And um, so, yeah, she talked about how that was, you know, so offensive and that he was a bully and that sort of thing. And it seems to me like all of Hollywood is sort of rallying around her, is rallying against Trump. I mean, the fact that he can't find any major singers or performers or anybody to... He's got three doors down. Go to... So. Are they for real? Yeah. I thought I read that yeah. they, bo- they backed out. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't read that yet. Hmm. Anyway, let me finish my sentence before you interrupt me with your ridiculous comments. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes and the wine. here comes the wine. <laughs> no, but like, he can't find anybody to perform at the inauguration. Um, mm-hmm. And which I think is interesting because it seems like in the past you know, a couple of decades. Like that's a, that's a big thing. You want to perform at the presidential inauguration, sure. so many eyeballs, etc. However, I don't know if it was his press secretary or like one of his representatives came forward and said, this is a presidential inauguration. This is not a rock concert or, you know, a pop show or whatever. We're not here to entertain the people. We're here to inaugurate a president and make America great again. Right. Right. Now here's my feeling. I thought, well, there's something to that. It's a it's a it's a part of history. It there is a lot of pomp and circumstance, and over the last few years, it has become a show, rock show, yeah. a rock show, yeah. like a pop show. Yeah. You know, you've got Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson. I mean, that's a big ticket. Those are big ticket items, you know, for an inauguration. And um, so I was like, well, I kind of feel like there is a little something to that, but I also think it's pretty sad that no one in Hollywood supports this man enough to want to be a part of this you know history whether you like it or not nobody wants to be a part of it well it's yeah they don't want to support him because the the vitriol is so great like there's you're there's no shades of gray it's Mm -hmm. it's either black or white you're either for or against and you're right most of hollywood it seems like are very much against Mm -hmm. very very anti john voight's gonna be there but other than that is it really yeah where did you read that on the internet on the internet so it's true yeah it must Um, be true no but um what do you think about did you see everything that was happening with steve harvey did you watch the interview with steve harvey coming out and saying we all need to give him a chance well you know and a few people have said that you know i I think even like uh was it celine dion that said that or it was nicole kidman i'm sorry nicole kidman nicole yeah (laughs) two completely different people how dare you same thing i'm kicking you off this podcast right now (laughs) um yeah but she said that too, and she got attacked for it. So there's yeah. like this fear of retribution of saying, hey, now she didn't say she was a fan. She didn't say she was for or against or whatever. She just said something relatively generic. Hey, let's support the office. Let's support the president no matter what. The role. Because we have to believe he's got the best interests. Right. But a lot of people don't Talk believe that. Talk into the mic. A lot of people don't believe that. Um, here's, you know, where it gets tough for me because I've always been raised to respect the office of president, whether it's something, whether it's somebody in office that you believe in or don't believe in their beliefs, you respect the office of president because it's the leader of our country and you have to support them. But it just seems in this particular situation more than any other time Mm -hmm. in history, of course, you know, I can only reference my voting years you know since i turned 18 but it just seems like, like this, six years ago yes bless you i love you um it just <laughs> seems like this particular president-elect uh is i just have a, i can't get that excited and i can't you know 
get behind him. I just think he's just been too mean. Well, you have to give respect to get respect. Yeah. And he's coming from a place where there doesn't seem to be any respect coming from him Mm -hmm. uh, or his office. So it's hard to get behind the office of the president when the office of the president isn't showing respect in kind. I know. To its voting public. Yeah. Um, there have been, like, I was just reading an article today about, um, going back to what Nicole Kidman said, um, or actually, you know, uh, Zoe Saldana, I, I read an article with her. I don't know if you saw that, but where she was like, everybody in Hollywood forced middle America to essentially vote Trump in office because their views were so skewed and so hardline and they've been essentially public bullies saying because your views are different than mine and I'm not and you're wrong they've sort of pushed people in the opposite direction to vote for Trump that's what she was saying mm-hmm. and she got totally of course lambasted of course. you know everyone in Hollywood was like how dare you you know you're siding with Trump and I didn't read it as that she was siding with Trump I read it as that she was like listen anytime you take a hard line to the right or left you're gonna push people away on the other side yep um and I just think that that's Hollywood sort of gets lumped into a liberal media, liberal, you know, Holly weird. It does. Kind of a category. And I don't think that's always the case. I think there's a lot of very wealthy men at the top of the food chains at a lot of production companies, a lot of, um, you know, movie studios and whatnot that make a lot of money. And I don't think that they're all necessarily as liberal as they get labeled. There's probably some very conservative people in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, in times like this, they are probably keeping a bit quiet mm-hmm. yeah for fear of that retribution yeah because isn't there wasn't it you that was telling me that like gary sinise was part of like an underground hollywood um maybe it's not gary sinise did i show gary sinise under the bus there's some <laughs> underground republican hollywood um, i've read that before yeah um group i want to look that up that uh meets that's called like sons of the confederacy or something really Something very like <laughs> dark and shady. I'm gonna look it up. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? I do right? know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I've read that and I recognize the Gary Sinise reference. I don't want to say he's part of that, but I do. <laughs> I, I feel like he's founded it or connected to it somehow. I don't know. What's it called? Is it Gary? Sin- Friends of Abe. <laughs> I was not even close. <laughs> I don't even know what I said, <laughs> but it was not that. It's called Friends of Abe. It's a support and networking group for politically conservative members of the Hollywood elite. Ooh. It was. The organization was formed in 2004 by actor Gary Sinise. Oh, there we go. There, so there we go. go. Okay. You're not throwing okay. him under the bus. He did start it. So Friends of Abe um, and everything I've read about them, they have like these meetings in Hollywood, like essentially private meetings, like nobody knows really who's involved with it. And I think it's because people in Hollywood are afraid to admit that they might have conservative leanings. True. And come yeah. out as conservative. Yeah, that, that's a legitimate concern because they, they would get, I don't want to say like blackballed or anything else like that, but there is some degree of... Uh, they would get bullied. Yeah, exactly. So that goes back to what Nicole Kidman said and Zoe Saldana and a few other people. I just read an article about with Ben Stein, the old good old... Ben Stein Bueller, Bueller. Bueller, coming out and saying that Hollywood is bullying. Hollywood bullies are silencing the political debate. So like, what did I read that said um, Ben Stein blasted most of Hollywood as being a bunch of thuggish bullies who try to silence those with opposing political views. So 
I mean, there's something to that because if this whole organization, that's a conservative organization in Hollywood has to meet secretly and privately for fear of anybody finding out they're a Republican. Like that's weird. It is weird. It is weird. And, uh, you know, friends of Abe that speaks to, uh, you know, the Republican party under Abraham Lincoln, Mm -hmm. which is a completely different animal than the Republican party now. Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, even 20, 30 years ago, um, the Republican Party wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, yeah, it's it's just a weird situation all around. It's a very weird climate, a very sad, a very fearful climate. Well, people can't talk. People can't debate. People can't, uh, in this age of anonymity, mm-hmm. you know, where you go online and, you know, make a Facebook rant or something like that, that's easy to do. But people don't talk face-to-face anymore. People are afraid to talk face-to-face anymore and express their opinions. I'm actually even, to be honest, a little nervous to put this podcast out because I don't typically talk about politics. Yeah. Um, because I do like to discuss both sides of it and I waver on things and sure. I like to hear other people's opinions and, you know, whatever. And I don't like to you know, talk about politics because it is so divisive. Everybody is so passionate. Um, I was listening to Dr. Drew of all people, um, (laughs) the other day on K rock who was talking about how everything is so black or white with people. And if, and online, it seems like if you have an opposing opinion, people take it as such an affront to their very fiber and existence that how could you possibly think something different or um, view something in a different way than what I do that I have to just write you off, smash you into the ground. Like, you know, think you're just the worst person ever. There's such a huge divide right now that's going on. And I personally think a lot of it is due to Hollywood. I think because so many high profile people, social media people, um, influencers, whatever you want to call them are coming out against Trump, even, um, media moguls, like I don't even want to call them journalists because some of them are just media moguls uh, that are news right. faces or whatever. They're not real journalists are so anti-Trump. Like who did I, I watch somebody the other day that that's a newsman, quote unquote newsman that did a video that was so anti-Trump um, that it's hard to see that there are other people in the middle of the country that maybe don't have access to the platform like a TV station or a huge Instagram following or Facebook following or whatever that have a different opinion and why their opinion is different and why they may support Trump. It may not be because they're racist or whatever. Maybe he said something that struck a nerve with them. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I do think there is a little bit of an aspect of bullying Hollywood. If you don't believe what we believe, then you're out and you have to go, you know, have your meetings privately. Well, I think you hit on something there. You know, the, um, I don't want to say entitlement uh, of Hollywood, but the voice of Hollywood mm-hmm. leads to the entitlement of others. Right. Because there are some people in middle America that don't have that forum. Right. They're not A-listers. They don't have a loud platform to speak on. So they're going to latch on to, oh, I, I, I like his opinion a lot. So I'm going to mirror that, but I'm going to do it online. Yeah. Where apparently, in my opinion, matters. Yeah. On chat rooms or, you know, Facebook comments or, exactly. or whatever. And then it just... Yeah, that's what's polarizing kind of everybody. Is. It's the only voice that they have. Right. 
whether you're, uh, you know, left or right, it's sometimes online. If you're not one of the privileged few that have your own TV show or radio show or whatever, maybe online in, in Facebook comments or whatever is the only place you get to express your political views. You know, it's so disappointing, too, because I, I used to go to Twitter um, every day. Just, yeah, you were like really into the Twitter. I, I, I still am. I still really like Twitter a lot, and I go to it for entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've got a few minutes to kill at work, so I'll, I'll switch on the Twitter and I'll read through my feed. I follow a lot of comedians and you know stuff like that. It's all, all it's all funny, but almost instantaneously after the election, those funny comments stopped. Like, and then it was just anti-Trump, anti-Trump. Anti-Trump, anti-anti-anti-anti, and it just got... It's all people can think about in Hollywood right now. It got exhausting. It's exhausting to read, and I still go to Twitter every single day, but I don't linger there anymore. I'll scroll up and down for a minute and be like, well, I'm kind of done. Everything's the same. Right. Everything's got the same tone, the same anger, the same vitriol, and it's not getting any better. Do you think that will pass in a few months, that people will latch on to something new? And be like, all right, Trump's in office. There's nothing we can do, you know. Or do you think people will continue to be fired up? And I think as long as there continues to be some degree of controversy mm-hmm. with this candidate, yeah. which daily there seems to be, it's not. He's got to stop tweeting. It's like, not lightening up. He's got to get off the yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it's not easing up at all. And as long as that is con- going to continue to happen, yes, it, that's just all going to continue, and it's going to be a very long, long four, four years. years, right? Um, all right, so let's talk about the effects we've seen so far on the Hollywood entertainment TV shows and stuff like that. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is Saturday Night Live. Of course. Every single episode's SNL is just beating Trump, you know, or in, you know, like doing some kind of Trump bit or, you know, whatever. You almost have to, though. You almost have to. I mean, he gives them gold every yeah. week. Like, he totally. just gives them so much to work with. Um. That's the first thing I noticed that's changed. What Have you noticed anything is changing in terms of like productions or any of the websites you've read, anything that might be indicating there's shows in the works? Or do you think we're going to start seeing more TV shows like House of Cards with a candidate who is just a <laughs> megaloman- egomaniac or, you know, God, I love House of Cards. Side note, love that show. <laughs> Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright Penn are like It lost me after the amazing. first season, you know. I, I, I know, I can't believe you stopped watching it. It's so good. I, you know, just one of those things. I have, so, I have so many other shows on my plate. I just, yeah, I just got uh, uninterested quickly. Their characters are mesmerizing. No, the performances are awesome. They almost they're jumped fantastic. the shark a little bit in season three. I was like, where are they going with this? Um, but they're just really really great just brilliantly acted mm-hmm. like it's the kind of role like i would love to play something like that but i never will because i li- i look like a midwestern mom <laughs> they're never gonna cast me as the role as like a badass president's wife maybe i don't know maybe i'll write that show do it um as far as shows and the impact of the election on shows i haven't seen too much i mean on some reality shows like access hollywood entertainment tonight and stuff like that there's usually a couple of uh trump or ivanka trump uh, yeah. articles or stories rather, um, which I didn't really notice before, but because he's so much in the limelight or it's all, it's all in the limelight now, they have to run it. So I think that there are so many more politically active filmmakers and television producers and showrunners now than ever before that are not afraid to voice their politics. Whereas 
back in the 80s and 90s, like you didn't have showrunners. First of all, nobody knew what a showrunner was, but like right. you didn't have showrunners and um, producers other than Steven Spielberg, you know, like nobody knew their names coming out and, and being political, going to rallies like nobody cared. Nobody paid attention. But now it is all the rage. Like you've got Ava DuVernay. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, who's very passionate and political uh, director. I'm trying to think of a few other like lady directors. Not even just lady directors, but like directors in general who would be political. Who would you, th- do you have any? Um, who directed uh, uh, the newsroom? Oh, the TV show, yeah. Aaron Sorkin? Yeah, Sorkin. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he, d- I don't know if he directed it, but I know he wrote it. Well, he's, in, he's the first one that comes to mind as being a very politically minded creator. Um, He's very politically yeah. minded. Like, yeah, his writing is incredibly. Um, it's very left, but left. But, yeah, there's no doubt. He's got that voice, and I think he's got it uh, captured me, pretty well. Let me see. I'm looking to see who else here. Mark's Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg uh, tells Hollywood bubble actors to stop talking about politics. So even Mark Wahlberg, he's a pretty big star. Oh, I read something about that. Right where he's like telling other actors to like, but I read something from uh, on the Twitter. It was the night of, Oh, it was everybody talking about the inauguration and somebody had said that they were going to perform with some country star. Anyway, he's like, I am an artist. I'm a performer and I'm a creator. It's not my job to talk about politics. It's my job to go out and do a show every night and entertain the people. I'm a celebrity. Nobody gives a rat's ass about my opinion sort of thing. Right. And he's like, and other celebrities in Hollywood um, need to uh, stop shoving their political beliefs down my throat and just start entertaining. And I always get torn with that because I'm like, there's something to that. Yes, you're an entertainer. You're there to entertain. But also, you're given a platform, a very you, public platform. You've got a forum. You've right. got a forum that you can express and make, you know, possibly change the world or affect someone's life. And, you know, you can't really ignore that. I don't think. If you have a voice, use it. Yeah. You know, if you think it's going to help, use it. Um. What else do you think? About... About the topic. Are you drunk already? Yes. All right. No. Um, Any I, other movies? Like, do you think we're going to start seeing more movies that are, have like a president who is. Well, we've always got, we've, you know, we've already got the Netflix uh, movie or series, Barry, which is the young Barack Obama. Uh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. What is that about? Barry, it's about a young Barack Obama. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Was his name Barry? That's or is they, it? That's what they call him in the movie. Is it inspired by Barack Obama, or is it literally about Barack Obama? No, he's the leader of a group of spies that solves crimes all over the world. Shut up! That's no. also the Avengers or something <laughs> stupid. No, it's Barry. It's on Netflix. You know, it, it came out shortly after the election. I want to say, but it was definitely in progress. Uh, Barack Obama arrives in New York in the fall of 1981 for his junior year at Columbia University. He struggles yeah. to stay connected to his mother, his estranged father, and classmates. All right. So yes, I. Uh, to answer Jenna your question, Elfman is in it. Yes, I think we are going to see more political uh, pieces. Hmm. I think so too. I just wonder um, if it's going to be like dystopian type stuff, like end of the world. Because oh, so be many amazing. Peop- that would be amazing. So many people are predicting like this is the end of the world. This is where you know, like, who, didn't Conan O'Brien tweet if an asteroid hit the Earth right now, everyone would just shrug. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like there is this feeling that this is the end of the world. We're all trying to hold on to hope and like, oh, my God, look for better days. But there's a it seems like I don't know if it's just because we're out here in the Hollywood bubble, but it seems like people feel like this is the end. Look, well, you've got a president elect now that said during the campaign, we have nuclear weapons. Why shouldn't we use them? Mm. And they said, you mean like on Europe? He goes, sure. Why not? Let's use them. I remember you said that, and I was like, what the fuck? You do not fuck around with nukes. You have North Korea that's currently building weapons to fire on our country. so scary. Why is no one freaking out about North Korea? That's it's, that it's shit freaks me out. It could be because we're in California and we're the closest target in LA. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, um, what? Well, and there doesn't seem to be any like nothing seems to be happening. I mean, yeah, we've got sanctions on them and everything else like that. But Not I think yet. I think um, the incoming administration. Is, I don't know. It seems like they're just kind of poking the bear, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. So <laughs> I think a dystopian future. Yes, it is on top of a lot of people's minds. Um, I just think, though, that Hollywood and politics have had a, a long dance together. There's been a lot of political films, films about politics throughout the years in like every time period, you know, mm-hmm. the Getty back to like the Gettysburg Address and so many Civil War movies and all that ish. Literally, everyone stopped making Civil War movies. We get it. <laughs> we don't, I don't need I don't need to see another one. OK, um, unless you want to put me in it. Not that I'm in it. But like, um, <laughs> are you laughing to me? Use your form. Yes, right. Make your voice heard. Listen here, everyone. <laughs> All the producers listening to this movie. Oh, shoot. I just make, dropped my thing. Everyone listening heard. right now, stop making Civil War movies unless you put Heather Booker in it. If you get one thing from this podcast. <laughs> Maybe you'll be cast in a Civil War movie. It's no more Civil War movies. A girl can dream. I just hope it's a comedy <laughs> please let it be a comedy (laughs) oh god somebody okay somebody make a a civil war comedy do you think there's ever been a civil war comedy all right we're we're derailing but i don't care has there ever been like i'm trying to think i'm trying to think i i I don't know If, if, if there has been i haven't seen it civil war comedy i'm googling it let's see probably keep buster keaton in the general Oh, well, there you go. Uh, the second Civil War. That doesn't sound like a comedy, but well, maybe it does. A Southern Yankee is. Uh, these are all old. <laughs> There's been no recent. I'd like to see a Mel Brooks style Civil War comedy. Yeah. In the vein of like Blazing Saddles or something like that. That would be amazing. Like here's a whole piece. New York Times. Thank you. On comedy during wartime and how um movies and stuff anyway um off topic off topic a little bit of tangentialness i do think that we're going to see an increase in the number of shows um that have more political leanings not directly necessarily tied to trump but i think we're going to see shows about dystopian societies end of the world the aftermath of Trump's presidency sort yep. of thing. I think we're going to see a lot more espionage Russian. You know, I feel like the Ru- Russians kind of went out in the 90s because, you know, the Cold War was over. Everyone's over Russia. And then yeah. it became like the Chinese and like all the other different kinds of global bad guys. Yep. I think we're going to start seeing more Russian spy type movies again, shows and stuff. 
And I think it will be versions of political topics around the presidency, maybe not so much directly. Hacking, things like that. Hacking, yeah. Um, I mean, that show with Rami Malek is our... Is, Mr. Robot. I, don't, I mean, that's a really good ha- show about hacking. Yeah. Like, who would have ever thought that somebody could make that interesting? Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see some more takeoffs on that. Probably, probably. I mean, it's fitting. It's a top of mind. I think everyone's kind of thinking about it right now. So yeah. wha- the next logical place would be the movie theater or Netflix or yeah. Hulu or whatever. All right. We'll be watching. Um, Just no more Civil War movies. No more Civil War movies. Only Civil War comedies. Um, thank you for coming on my podcast. Of course. Thank you for living in my house. <laughs> That's, like I said, I was already here. <laughs> I was just reading a book and you threw a mic in my hand. So <laughs> and, here we go. And you threw some wine in mine and right. I appreciate it. We're even. Um, everybody, if you have any thoughts on this or um, if you have heard of any political type movies or TV shows that might be coming down the pipes or if you have some specific thoughts about Hollywood and politics, I'd love to hear from you. You can feel free to comment on my Facebook page or tweet at me at MIH podcast. And also make sure you follow me on Instagram at motherhood in Hollywood. Um, I'm looking forward to many more years of podcasting with you and Chris Brooker. I want you to, I'm going to do more shows with you, please. I'd love it. I'm going to just step it up though with the comedy. I'll try. Uh, You're the funny one. <laughs> That's true. You're the funny one. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next time. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls. <laughs>